All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. New intro? Hello. Very cool intro. Very cool intro. Shout out to Yep. Shout out to us for Yep. He is. So shout out to and Pat Puff for editing it. And shout out to our new two camera setup. Uh, Aaron, should we show the people the great flexibility we now have? No sound, but you're clearly giving sound. No. <laughs> you're all jumping. That is so depressing. This is that it, is wildly it's depressing. Such a great it's stuff. Jumping up and down. Go to uh, go to settings on the StreamYard. <laughs> oh, they said no audio from Liam. Liam's mic is off. This is not good. Am I darn? Am I plugged in? Oh, they have Tyler audio. Okay, so just Liam. Okay, this is a there really uh, this is a really we're back. we're back. Okay, there we go. Am I on? I don't know what the problem was. Anyways, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we have a new intro. Okay, redo it all. Yeah, let's redo it all. <laughs> new intro. Thank you to Kennedy. Yeah. Thank you to me and you for being mm-hmm. in the video. Thank you to Zach Lang for also his cameo. Yep. For Jenna for voicing it, and also Patrick Puff for editing it. Yep. Didn't miss him the first time. That's a Did real team effort. It was. It was a real team effort. And we're back. Uh, we have a two-camera setup now, so we can do cool things like, Aaron, just just go tight to me now. Boom. Oh. Liam's back in the show. Wow. And then when Jay's here, we got another. The studio. Um, <laughs> someone said, just do it live. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are live every day. Every single day for the rest of the hockey season. Last mm-hmm. year, we did 237 episodes of this show. I believe so, yes. Somewhere around it's there. Long. It's going to be a hair less this year because on Saturday and Sundays, when there's a game, we won't be doing this show. We're going to be doing our new pre and post game show. Yes. Which is exciting. Also, we're going to be debuting that new pre and post game show live at our Oilers Nation launch party, which is only nine days away. Uh, Greta. At Greta. That is going to be epic. I'm very excited. I love going to Greta. The vibes last year for the playoff party, mm-hmm. as Dylan Holloway said, electric. 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 We do need to make that a button, actually. Dylan Holloway yeah. saying electric. And if we could get I'm a video it. of Jack Campbell pointing right at the camera, too, that would be epic. Get Brad into it with the lead. Yeah, and it's just Jack Campbell. The chat's figured out the uh, audio issue we're having yeah. as well. But anyways, the Oilers Nation <laughs> kickoff party. We have unfinished business. It is happening at Greta on October 11th. It is going to be a lot of fun. Your tickets are available right now at nationgear.ca. Here's what you get with your ticket. First off, you get into the party. 
You get a swag bag. Mm -hmm. Greta has fantastic food and drinks. You get to hang out with us. You get to see the pre and post game shows live. Also, you get a chance to win tickets to a very big hockey event coming up at the end of October. And then my script says, wink. (laughs) What could that very big hockey event in October be? Sorry, I just realized there was a wrinkle on this. Yeah. You could be going to to a very big hockey event in October if you show up to our season opening watch party. Again, tickets on sale now. Nationgear.ca. You will not want to miss it. One other thing you need to do is like the video. Yes. We have a like goal of 62 today for manifesting a good game for our boy, Raphael Lavoie. Also, our comment section is now only open to mm-hmm. subscribers. So yes. if you're slacking and not subscribing and you're like, what the hell? Why did they close this? You know, there you go. Yeah. Sorry about that. But And we've already identified our first tech problem of the year. Yeah. Hey, remember last year when we couldn't even get through a full show because of the internet? Look at us now. We just don't have mics. I do not miss those days. That sucked with the internet. It is also worth noting we have done nothing to upgrade our internet. We are just hoping it holds up <laughs> yeah. for an entire season. So that's, that's what it's all about. Somehow we, it kind of fixed itself. I don't, yeah. I don't know how, but it, it did. feels good to be live back in the Sports Closet studio for season two of the show. Season one was a lot of fun. And we got some big things planned for this year. Yeah, a lot of big things plans, a lot of guests. A lot of guests. Frank Cervalli's back every week. Yep. Luke Gazdick is going to be a regular Ooh, on the show. Let's go. Let's go. Did you know, actually? Ooh, <laughs> it's time. Was the anniversary of Luke Gazdick's first NHL game. And you may remember he scored in that game. I wasn't it the game winner. No, he scored like three seconds into the game. What was it? Yeah, it was like point six seconds into his NHL career, he found the back of the net. It was sick. Yeah, it was it was a great moment, and he became a bit of a fan favorite, I think, because of (laughs) the way he kicks it all off. So he's going to be making his show debut on Thursday. Frank is going to be joining the show every single Wednesday, and we have a couple other regulars that we just can't quite announce yet, but they are coming. Yes, it's going to be a good year. And people spied in there from other. Yeah. too. Like you'll see people from Flames Nation when we have to talk about the Calgary Lames and the mm-hmm. Canucks, like David Quadrelli's in town next week. I'm sure he'll be sitting here with us during the show. And then, yeah, whatever else. We have Brett Wallace from coming in hard. I'm sure he'll make a cameo. When the Oilers play the Senators yep. twice, we will have a Inevitably, we'll, yep. we'll get him. Um, also, we got waiver news right now. So let's, uh, let's dig into that before we continue on with the rest of the show, because I think the listeners are going to find this pretty interesting. The Nashville Predators have claimed Samuel Fagamo off waivers from the LA Kings. What was his name? Sam Fagamo off waivers from the LA Kings. Breaking news. I don't know if he's ever played an NHL game. I've never heard of him before. The Pittsburgh Penguins also claimed Jansen Harkins off waivers from the Winnipeg Jets. Everybody else cleared waivers. We will wait patiently for the rest of the waiver wire to drop. I'm sure all the insiders are feverishly copying pa- yeah. copying and pasting it from the email you get from NHL media relations. I do like, uh, what's his name? Hawkins. Yeah. He's a good little player, actually, from Winnipeg. I think he's one of those guys that kind of grinded his way through mm-hmm. made his NHL debut when he was 25, 26, but mm-hmm. he's a good player. The waivers have been so weird this year. Like Ty Smith makes it all the way through. I couldn't believe that. But Lassie Thompson gets claimed. Like I would kind of put those guys both in the same category of players who haven't established themselves in the NHL yet, but also mm. Ty Smith, probably a bit more established than the last Thompson. I don't think last Thompson's, has he played in the NHL yet? No, played- I'm first round pick. Yeah. And he's just gone yeah. now. There was someone else intriguing on the wire yesterday, but I can't remember who it was. So uh, we will, we will get you the full waiver news when it comes out. Cause obviously we're keeping an eye on if the Oilers are going to have anyone on waivers today. There's also some news with the Oilers and Brandon Sutter. Yes. Announcing his retirement from professional hockey and ending his PTO with the Edmonton Oilers. The reports are kind of that this was Brandon Sutter's decision and that he called Jay Woodcroft, lead trainer TD Force, and Ken Holland into a meeting and said, hey, I I can't keep doing this. Like, my health isn't going to allow me to carry on. I, I didn't see enough from him early on in training camp to go... This guy's going to make it worth putting Raph Lavoie through waivers. No, me neither. And I know now there's some who are like, oh, like the revisionist history of like, oh, he would have made the team like this is his call. I also have a hard time believing that if his spot was 100% locked in and he played and felt good, 
that he would have walked away. The, the health decisions are really tough. You feel for Brandon Sutter that this, this didn't end up working out. But I, again, I didn't see enough from him in the first few games of the preseason to get excited about his presence. Yeah, I respect the fact that he didn't allow this to linger on to just, mm-hmm. and then the others ultimately just have to make the decision themselves. I kind of move on from it too. And it, it sucks, but you got to re- also respect the idea that he wanted to come back and, and give it a go. And it didn't look like he was going to be able to crack this team. I think we had discussed about him possibly being the Jason Demers kind of deal. You know, he go down to Bakersfield, try and get your health and then see if you're ever needed in the NHL. But it, yeah, it never really felt like that was going to happen to him. But so now it just leaves a wide open spot there, I think, in, in the roster. Because it seemed like it was down to him and Lane Peterson. But then again, Adam Ernie got another goal the other day and he's been okay. Like, well, is going to have to make a bit of a decision here? I do still believe it is Lane Peterson's job to lose at the end of the day. They signed him to a contract. The other I think guys it's Lavoie's. Yes. What did I say? Peterson? Peterson. As is a fourth line sentiment, though. That's what I mean. But if you're going to keep him, you got to wave Lavoie. So it's just, I, I don't think Lane Peterson's done enough to sit here and go, I think waving Lavoie is a smart move. Yeah. I think fair. it's Lavoie. I would not be the least bit surprised if the O's are going 11 and 7 on night yeah. one of the regular season. And maybe it's Lavoie healthy scratch. Maybe it's Derek Ryan healthy scratch. But I think he's going to be up with the big club to start. They'll go 12 forward, 70, two goalies. Do you think it's fair to say none of them have done a good enough job to really crack this roster or force you to make a decision? Let's let's push that off to the side okay. because we're going to get into that a little bit more with our pal Bruce Kerlock, who has mm-hmm. been following and studying the preseason incredibly in depth. And he's going to be much better at giving us a breakdown of what's been going on the ice or what's been going on on the ice for the Edmonton Oilers. Let's dig into the YouTube chat for the day. The YouTube chat is brought to you by our friends at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. We'll have a little bit on that when we get to our weekend wrap in a bit. Um, but Rusty is in. Our boy says Gazdick is awesome. Love his pod. We love him too. Yeg loyalty. Gazer, is he on an ONPTO or a contract? I think we're going to have him as a guest all year. I think that's been decided. Yes. Sergeant Battle says the Flames lost to the Condors, LMAO. They pretty much did. <laughs> there was like five NHLers in that roster. They lost to Dylan Holloway, Evan, the best game he's had in this uniform. Yeah. He was so good. So good. I like, we'll get into it. I'll, yeah, electric. Yeah. I'll, I'll have dig on that. Wise Kyle says Ty Smith would have been a good oiler. And I don't think he would have been like mistaken. Mexican says it too. Smith would have been a sneaky pickup. Where are you going to play him? Ty, Ty Smith? Smith isn't better than Philip Broberg. So let me just, if Ty Smith was claimed by the Oilers, would they have to play him in the NHL? Could he go down to Bakersfield? You could go to Bakersfield. Yeah, go to Bakersfield. Right? I would have claimed him. Well, no, no. Sorry. If you claim him, he's got to stay up. But then doesn't he have like the 90 day window? Of no, not? you'd, you'd have to wait on the same team. Okay. Yeah. Then that's not going to work. Then. He's not better than Broberg. <laughs> He's not better than Broberg. It's no. kind of a pointless pickup. Yeah. Um, a lot of talk about Dylan Holloway. We'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit here. Uh, keeping an eye on if the Oilers are putting anyone on waivers today. The one thing everyone claimed from yesterday, and they did have Drake Kajula on waivers. Not that yes. there was really any fear that that guy was going to get scooped up at any point. Um, just taking a peek at some other names, people, May find interesting on the waiver wire. Gavin Bayreuther in Dallas. They picked him up from Columbus. That's a name I at least recognize. Florida's putting Lucas Carlson on waivers, which again, mm. mildly interesting. Former friend Cooper Marodi been placed on waivers by the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't have any interest in that. He's kind of he's he's a quad A player. I didn't know he was still in I in the league. Yeah, I, I thought, thought he was, he was doing Europe. his music full time now, to be honest. I that. <laughs> uh, Victor Mete also placed on waivers. There's no one there I have. Any amount of interest in Mete seems to go on waivers just every year. Like that yeah. guy is just finding his way to one way deals and just forcing teams to pay him 900k a year and then never playing in the NHL. Good for him. Nathan is in and says, With Sutter gone and Peterson still here, does Gagne make the team eventually? Gagne and someone just said it, Katie said it. Gagne will start in Bakersfield, mm-hmm. he will get up to speed, and he will be probably their 14th forward this year. It'll yes. take two injuries for Sam, at least two injuries for Sam Gagne to get brought up. Yeah, I mean, he needs to be healthy before mm-hmm. we even consider him playing in a Bakersfield Condors game, never mind the Edmonton Oilers team. So, yeah, I mean, I do think we'll see him at some point. Just the depth the Oilers are going to need, right? And Gagne is a reliable yeah. veteran forward. He's not going to make the team out of camp because he's not going to play a game. And again, the Oilers have already said he's simply not healthy. 
Let's get to our weekend recap. Every Monday on the show, we'll talk about, well, what happened when we didn't do shows on Saturday Mm, and Sunday. But let's roll back to Friday night, Liam. We were out at Century Mile Racetrack Mm -hmm. and Casino for the Oilers Nation night at the track. And I will steal this line from someone who was at the party who said, this is one of the hidden gems in Edmonton. It, was it is an incredibly fun way to spend an evening. Yeah, it, we had a blast just watching. I think there was 11 races that night and just throwing a couple of bucks down and, you know, having some fun on that side of things. And it was it was awesome. We got to experience it kind of firsthand being in the starters mm-hmm. truck, which oh, I really... Oh, oh, yeah, play yes. the video. I took this video. Um, we're not going to play it with sound, but if we did at this point, you hear the guy go, move your hand back. And I go, okay, sorry. I don't really know what angle to get here, but yeah, we got to sit in the pace truck and watch the horses rip by us, which was pretty cool. It was cool. Um, we all had a lot of fun. Like, man, there's nothing better than when everyone was kind of, you know, betting on similar ponies mm-hmm. and then they'd win. And yeah. like the whole place is going nuts. We're all screaming. You have a video. I have a video of that as well. Let's play wow. the video. Ate for my McDonald's on the way home. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a lot of fun out at the racetrack. I'm excited to do it again. They do races every Friday and Saturday. So you can head out whenever you got a spare night on the weekend. And Go the crazy a couple thing drinks, is, watch ponies. yeah, we were asking them how, how much longer they're going to go for. And they're like, oh, like New Year's Eve. But they just go. They go through the snow. Nothing yep. will stop them. Hard ground might actually be better for them to race on. Nice at Century Mile too. Mm-hmm. I've never been there before. I had been to a horse track before. Not that one. It was pretty swanky in there. And yep. Lots of good vibes. We were giving away jerseys. And as I told Tyler, I won a whopping two dollars. Oh yeah. On all eleven races. A couple of coffees. When you're up, you're up. And also, right where we were stud when we did our show, there was a, a buffet right there. Yeah, all you can eat buffet, and the but your seat at the buffet overlooks the tracks. So yeah, you just sit there, get perfect. the buffet, watch track, drink. It, it's a really good Double time. Uh, let's talk about what went on this weekend. The Oilers split their two preseason games. They lost five two to the Vancouver Canucks, but on Friday they won two one in overtime over the Calgary Flames with Bugsy Malone, Brad Malone scoring the yes. overtime winner. But the big standout in that game, I think you'd agree, was Dylan Hallway. Yeah, he was so good. I wrote an article on him yesterday on the website and. The biggest thing was he skated yeah. the whole game and he was just able to put so much pressure on when he didn't have the puck, when he had the puck, he was challenging guys. He had the great chance at the end of the first period there where he just kind of sequenced those two things, but a lot of pressure on was able to use his stick to get the puck and then took it in for a nice shot. If he's able, he's not going to play 26 minutes a night for the Oilers like he did on Friday. Mm-hmm. But hey, in his 15, 12, 15 minutes, whatever he's playing, if he can be half as effective, like he's going to have a pretty good season this year. He looks ready. He looks very ready. We'll continue the Oilers talk in about five minutes with our pal Bruce Kerlock from Oilers Nation. The Toronto Blue Jays are going Mm. to Major League Baseball's postseason. The Jays are getting a chance to play meaningful baseball in October. They go out and win on Friday. And I was feeling very, very good. You're going to a game. All you do is win one of your last two and you're in. Or Seattle had to lose one of their last two. The Jays on Saturday take a lead, blow the lead, get George Springer to second base in the bottom of the ninth. Kevin Biggio hammers a ball right at the right fielder. Nice. Would have been a great way to like walk it off and go to the postseason that way and have the big celebration. Didn't end up happening. They blow it in the 10th. But thankfully, the Seattle Mariners lost and the Jays were able to, in a way, fall backwards and clinch a playoff spot. Um, The partying in the clubhouse was... Well, let's dig into it because I think this really kind of rubs some hockey people the wrong way when they see a baseball team who just gets into the playoffs on the second last day of the season. They got a wild card spot. They won't they might not even get to play a home playoff game this year, Um, but they're popping champagne. They got the goggles on. They're downing beers on the field Here's Like it was very polarizing. It was. I'm not someone who's ever going to sit here and fully, fully defend it because Mm. I do think it's a little corny to, you know, kind of act like you won a championship when like you're, you made a best of three series. And I think it was a little bit more meaningful back in the day when just four teams from each league made the playoffs and like getting in was such a big accomplishment. Right. And now that it's six each and all you're doing is getting in for a wild card round. And if you win the best of three wild card round, you're going to do this again. I agree. It's a little much. 
am I like mad about it or do I care enough about it mm. to be like the people who are sending out tweets being like loser mentality, blah, blah, blah. No. Also, the people who are using this as a chance to take digs at the Toronto Blue Jays and be like, what are you celebrating for? You lost your last two games of the regular season. This is a baseball thing. Like, it's part of baseball culture. You grind through 162 games. No other sport in North America plays 162 games. Yeah. It's a grind of a season. And I am totally fine. I don't love it, but I'm totally fine with them celebrating their hearts out when they accomplished what they needed to in a, in that 162 game grind. Yeah. I, I think it's fine too. Like it, it is what it is. Let people have a bit of fun. Yeah. Sake, I don't know if people know, but face. athletes are just like us and they yeah. like to party too. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, it's good. And like you said, baseball is so unique in the sense of it's such a crazy season in most other sports, half the teams make the playoffs. And what is it in the MLB? 12 of the 30. So it's a little under half. Like it's in a, hockey, 16 make it, right? It, like come on. It's an accomplishment within itself. Yep. And it's a little different now where they actually get to play three games and not just the yep. one game. So I'm fine with it. Is it a little much? Maybe. But also, who cares? Like, yeah. it's, who let's cares? have some fun. Also, and I like this from Nuge Lover, Jordan Romano going tarps off and getting the boys going with the chant was hilarious. I was like, it's kind of team bonding. I think yeah. it's good for the guys to pop champagne. We said if we get to 200 viewers today, we're going to plastic that wrap this room and pop <laughs> champagne. So come on, celebrate the little wins um, in life. We can only get there with your likes, people. Yeah. Hit the like button. What's our like goal today? 62, 62. for Raphael Lavoie. How go. about uh, 45? We're currently at 45. Celebrations from my team Europe for the Ryder Cup. That was electric too. Clap so, it up for Liam, everybody. <laughs> uh, the Ryder Cup is awesome. It, we knew that already. It's an amazing competition. It's so good. And it brings something out. Like there is never, ever any sort of like mm -hmm. palpable animosity on a golf course. No. And they go to the Ryder Cup and these dudes just like forget how they usually act at these tournaments. It's Awesome. There is a there is it's a, a gentleman's hatred. game. Yeah. There is an absolute <laughs> hatred, but it's the crazy thing is it's not just like it's not like it's the US versus England. It's the United States versus Europe and the entire continent of Europe comes together to collectively strongly dislike Americans for one weekend. And it's awesome. It's, it's incredible. So like yeah. the passion they play with too. Like guys are draining eight foot putts yeah. and like going absolutely bananas about it. Rory McElroy is finding guys in the parking <laughs> lot, like Remarkable shit. Yeah. Did you see Victor Hovland's uh, hole-in-one albatross? Oh, that was so that good. Was sweet. He had an incredible weekend. Yep. He he might have been the best player on the yeah. team. But then Europe. did you see the picture of all the guys on Team Europe with their <laughs> yes, wives with and the girlfriends wives. and Victor Hovland off to the side just alone? And then they went back and he took a picture where yeah. it was just him <laughs> and all the wives and girlfriends of all the other guys. That was cool. That Ryder was Cup cool. was electric. Yeah, I... The USA should have been better just to kind of close it out. Yeah. They were so, they were so, so bad on day one, but the teams that they had out there weren't very good. I'm curious to see, like, we'll never know, but if a guy like Will Zalatoris was available to play yeah. in that competition, like, how would they have been? You know, stuff like that. Like, we'll see, but Europe's coming for it two years from now. Rory said mm -hmm. it. He's like, we're coming. We're going to win it back to back. Yeah. Um, someone said, pull the clip of the crowd chanting in your head, Rory. Oh, yeah. that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Um, okay, Bruce Kerlock is here. We're going to get to him in two minutes, but first, a very quick recap of the NFL weekend as well. Uh, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. All this, <laughs> no. my, oh, the Miami Dolphins, the best <laughs> offense we've ever seen. They run yeah. fast. <laughs> they run fast. <laughs> Bills by a million. Like, the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. I have, I know I'm an absolute homer for saying that. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not, but they rolled the Dolphins and that was a lot of fun to watch. I would actually say the Detroit Lions are the best team in the NFL and I will give you my reason why. The Detroit Lions beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the New York Jets. The New York Jets beat the Bills. The Buffalo Bills. Bills. Therefore, the Detroit Lions are the best team in the NFL. But that's just because we couldn't game plan for Zach Wilson. Oh, <laughs> nobody can. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. If we could future, game plan for him, we would have stopped him. Future Elk, Zach um, Wilson. Future Elk. The Eagles almost lost to the Commanders, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Anything stand out to you on uh, NFL Sunday? Uh, the Toy Story game. Oh. That was, you want to talk. Nothing makes me feel better as a broadcaster than when I watch something that's like has millions of dollars behind mm. it is a national thing and they have tech issues. And I'm like, yeah, I was grinning from ear to ear as a producer when that was us. going down. I was like, Oh my God, they're just going to keep rolling with the punches. Here. The yep. clip of 
Bijan Robinson doing like the ankle breaker and then they put it into Andy's room. I was like, that is nuts. <laughs> that is <laughs> crazy that they did that. But it was cool. I like it was the, cool. Like, the slinky expert. dog is the, that, the chain dog. gang. Yeah. I saw I saw one thing and it was they should have made the voice of the commentators like Hammond Rex. God, that would have been really funny. But yeah, it, it was good. I, I like when they experiment. I like that more than Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, that was cool. But the Nickelodeon yep. game is fun with the what is slime zone. Slime. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Sunday night football was actually surprisingly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this. The tight end on Kansas City is dating Taylor Swift. <laughs> Noah Gray. Noah yeah, Gray. Noah Gray. <laughs> the yep. tight end on Kansas City. Uh, I listen. I'm not again like a. I try not to be a crotchety old man or have that those kinds of mm-hmm. takes. I think we get it now. Did you see the people in that box though? Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds Blake Lively, Hugh, Blake Lively. Hugh Jackman, Jackman uh, Sophie Turner, Rhea Admiral from Spain. Yeah, I, saw, I, I, didn't know I didn't know if that was a Photoshop, but that really made me laugh. <laughs> that can't be, there were so can't many be. people in there. And then uh, Donna Kelsey, who's the mother, mm-hmm. was at the Philly game with Jake from State Farm. And then was at the KC game oh, as well. She, she flew in. Well? Yeah, yeah. Good for her. She's living the life. Oh, it is cool to see. But anyways, we're good with the Taylor Swift stuff. That's my point. The NFL is like changing their bios on, and I get like get the publicity, buy into the hype. It's opening up to a new fan base, but like you're beating a dead horse at this it's point. A this is it's just... a bit much. All right, uh, let's get back to the hockey talk because I know that's what you all came here for. You do not care about me making cheap jokes about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What you want to hear is what's going on in the Oilers preseason, how the team's looking, and how they're going to shape up come October 11th. And to help us do that, we got our friend Bruce Kerlock joining us on the Star Mechanical guest line. Starmechanical.ca, number one plumbing and heating company in Edmonton. And damn it, I call this guy the number one writer at Oilers Nation. Bruce, how's it going? (laughs) Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) Well... Thank you very much. If, you know what? As a uh, founding member of the Bills Mafia, it's going just great today. Oh, that is, that is so beautiful for me to hear. Yes. I did not know you were a Bills fan. Well, yeah, yeah long time uh, uh, back to the wide right days, uh, unfortunately. And uh, what I can say, even though we have a uh, poor track record in Super Bowls, mm-hmm. we certainly don't need uh, one of our star players to be dating a... Uh, music superstar to uh, <laughs> I like that. get all the attention. I like that. I'll I like leave that. that there. Let's talk a little hockey here, Bruce. Sure. Uh, let's start with the biggest storyline coming into training camp. And that's the battle for the 12th forward spot. I've always been of the belief it's Raphael Lavoie's to lose. What have you made of Lavoie so far in the preseason? Um, you know, more better than worse. Um, I don't know that he has uh, jumped up and, you know, uh, made a stand for the job that uh, in a way that the coaching staff can look at it and just say, okay, it's his, he, you know, he's, he's, you know, he scored a goal the other night that, you know, as I've said many times, and I think lots of people have said, you know, he can beat NHL goalies from distance um, pretty easy. Um, it's, it's a world-class release. So, you know, that's something I think that, 
probably helps him a, a, a bit here. I, you know, would you like to see him run around a little bit more, be a little more physical? Um, he has all of that in his, uh, you know, repertoire. He, he did it a lot last year. Uh, have we seen it enough? Probably not. Um, you know, here's hoping he's, we see it tonight. He, so he's, I, I'd say better, you know, better than average, but I'd like to see him just come up and seize the job. And I, and I think that's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing too, is like, he has been fine, but he hasn't come in and taken this massive step forward. And maybe that was an unrealistic expectation on my part as well. To expect that this guy's just going to come in and suddenly look like a middle six winger in the NHL in, in one preseason. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I think the comments been made and I, I certainly made it last spring. I didn't understand why he didn't play a couple of NHL games right at the end of the season. I think it would have helped him. I think it would have helped the team understand who he was. I, I, you know, so I think you're right to, you know, maybe we were a little over enthusiastic about what he could do, you know, early on. It's, it's a big jump. Uh, he's never been given that opportunity. And, um, you know, so, you know, so yeah, hindsight being 2020 it would have been nice to have seen him play a little bit last year. Uh, that said, I mean, we have, uh, what's three or four yeah. games remaining. So, you know, too he's many. got a little bit of time. Yeah. Too many for sure. Um, that said, I mean, I think, you know, he's, he'll get a, he'll get a run tonight, I presume against a pretty heavy, uh, Seattle team and you know let's, let's see what he does with it I wanted to pick your brain a little bit on Dylan Holloway as well yeah. uh, a lot of people throwing around the electric thing right now and I agree he has looked good in the preseason I am not going to push back on that at all but my question to you Bruce because you have such a good eye for this stuff are there differences in Dylan Holloway's game or is this just the same Dylan Holloway that looked good in the preseason last year so I I mean, I think he's different in a couple of ways. First of all, Liam wrote a really good article. I think it was Liam. I'm pretty sure it was you on, on yes. uh, what uh, Dylan had done in the, in the preseason. I really liked that article. Kudos to you. Um, I, what I like, you know, <laughs> what I like about Dylan Holloway is he is aggressive um, and he reacts first and then sometimes thinks a little bit later. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. What got him into trouble, I think, a little bit last year was there was too much of a gap between that. Uh, he didn't realize he could be a little bit more patient. He had a little bit more time and space. Um, and, you know, you can see a little bit more of that uh, this year. I think part of, you know, part, part of the issue that part of the issue he ran into last year was, you know, the people don't recall was he came off a really bad injury um, and, uh, you know, ended up playing half a season in, in Bakersfield. And, you know, by all reports, he wasn't really quite right. Um, you know, when he came into the prior training camp last year and, you know, I wondered a little bit about whether, you know, he had confidence in enough confidence in his physical, the physical part of him um, when he started to get into trouble. And you could kind of see that last year. This year, it just looks he's a little more composed, a little calmer, you know, experience. It doesn't hurt as well. I think, you know, what you'd like to see a little bit more out of him um, is an understanding that he doesn't he doesn't need to make the play, the first instance that he has the puck on a stick, make it if, if that's the read, but his, his puck skills and his speed are so good that if he just takes a half a second longer, I think he, he'll help himself a lot more. Um, and that, that's where I think he, he'll go from say a third line player to a, you know, a second line player. Yeah, I can. I got some questions, Bruce. Uh, sure. Bakersfield is going to be a little different this year, I think, because all the prospects just seem to be that. There's, there's yeah. like three or four players who don't play at Bakersfield right now. Yeah, it seems like. Sure. So, what do you do? You have expectations for anyone down there? You think is going to stand out a little bit that no one's expecting? Like Petrov's first year as a pro should be pretty interesting, I think. So I, I agree with you. It should be interesting. Um, I, 
if if you're asking me, you know, of the of the players that are just coming there, I'm a little more interested in say a Maximus Warner mm. um, than Petrov. Not for any, not because I prefer him. It's just I mean, he's a right-handed defenseman with size and plays physical, and looks like maybe there's a little bit of offense there, and that's a unicorn type. You know, for a seventh rounder, I'd be incredible. I think uh, I think it was a seventh rounder. It'd be just an incredible um, uh, selection. So I'm, I'm a little more interested to see what 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 he can do. I agree with you, Petrov. I mean, by any any logical rationale, he should be quite good at the AHL level. He, it's it's not that he doesn't. You know, typically when we get these players down there, you know, think of Carter Savoy, think of Tyler Tulio, even uh, Borgo. You know, a little smaller, a little under. You know, maybe not physically quite ready for that. Petrov doesn't have that. He's six foot two. Um, you know, one hundred ninety pounds. He's like he's more than he's got more than enough size to stand the rigors down there. Shoots the puck a ton. Um, you know, I I think he should have a good year. You know, yeah. the the concern you have with him a little bit is you wonder how much he's willing to play in the interior. Um, you know, he's you know the prospect or the uh, young stars classic last year was which was his first experience. He was very. Uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if confidence was the, is the word or the issue, but he just was not willing to play in the inside. He played a little bit better this year, I thought, on that, but that'll be a big thing for him. But he's, you know, so Petrov and Wander would be the two players that I would be focused on a lot. Um, you know, the forward group is, the defense group is pretty limited, but the forward group is pretty stacked with offensive players. So, you know, it'll be an interesting to see how they did. Uh, it's interesting year to see how they develop that coaching staff. You know, I don't know quite how, you know, I have to think about how to say this. I don't know quite how uh, experienced they are or comfortable they are in coaching offensive players. Um, you know, there's, there's a pain with, developing offensive players at the, you know, you, you want to win as a coach, but in the NHL, you're also really, the goal is developing, right? And so trying to, uh, you know, trying to manage that, I don't think, you know, we saw last year, half a season, it wasn't great. He was, you know, Coach Chalk was much better in the second part of the season, just tolerating some of these mistakes. So we'll see. Um there's a lot of young players down there. It'll be very, it'll be very interesting to see how ice time is allotted for sure. Speaking of coaching staffs, let's talk a little bit about Jay Woodcroft and company here mm. for a second. Early on in the preseason, there's been some talk you've written about it, about some of the changes to the way the Oilers may play on the defensive side of things. We don't have that much more time with you, but maybe in like 60 seconds, sure. could you walk through for the people listening, how the Oilers are changing their approach to the defensive side of the game? Sure. Um, basically, it's a twofold change. One which we're familiar with, which is the neutral zone forecheck. Um, and I say we're familiar with it because Woodcroft brought it here when he came up in February uh, of, uh, I guess that would be 2021. Um, and uh, that's a 113. It's a very passive forecheck. Um, it allows the players to come up the ice with the puck, uh, dump it in. The idea being is that you prevent rushed, rush, uh, odd man rush attacks, which is a huge issue for the Oilers. It was a huge issue for the Oilers last year. In the defensive zone, they've gone from a, essentially a man-to-man style of uh, defense to much more of a passive zone uh, where you have a four-player box and one player uh, basically uh, putting pressure on the puck carrier. Very passive. Uh, we should all not, we should all eliminate Corsi four from our, uh, terminology because we're going to get Corsi'd like crazy this year. You've even seen it in the, in the exhibition season. The whole idea here, I think is, is to take, is take away two things that were kind of recurring problems last year. Rush, odd man rushes against, and some of these absolutely egregious, um, you know, high danger chances that would happen where, there would be a guy standing in front of the net like Jonathan Marshall and no one around him. Fair enough. 
Fair enough, Bruce. Uh, really excited to keep doing this with you throughout the year. We're probably going to yeah, bug you yeah. way more than we did last year, but I uh, really appreciate your insight, man. We'll talk again soon. Look forward, look forward to it, guys. Have a great day. There you Thanks, go. There's Bruce Herlock. Good writer at Oilers Nation. Keep an eye out for his stuff on the site. His appearance, as always, brought to you by Star Mechanical, the number one plumbing and heating company Mm. in Edmonton. Find them online at starmechanical.ca. They are also very big supporters of amateur and youth sports in the city. When Aaron and I were actually driving to Century Mall Racetrack and Casino the other day, we saw a Star Mechanical. They're everywhere. We did. They are everywhere. Yeah, they are everywhere. Number right on the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 780-481-8873. If you I need right. 24 hour emergency. <laughs> Still got it. Still got it. First new show of the year. Uh, let's dig into our Sherwood Ford giant question of the show. And I actually want to put this up as a poll in the YouTube chat okay. as well. It is brought to you by Sherwood Ford the giant. If you want to check out their inventory of new and used vehicles, you can do so by heading to SherwoodFord.com. C.A. The giant question with Brandon Sutter now officially retired. Who is going to be the 12th forward on the Oilers roster? Is it going to be Raphael Lavoie? Is it going to be Lane Peterson? Or is it going to potentially be Adam Ernie? Danger Suede is hoping it's Adam Ernie because he wants an Ernie Heritage Classic jersey. Ooh. I don't know why, but that's what he said. It does feel like a 50s kind of name, though, doesn't it? It does. Ernie. Early on in the poll, one vote in, seven votes in. End it. 100% on Lavoie. Um, I, I think I kind of agree with Bruce. I really agree with Bruce because he's a smart guy. He is a smart Lavoie guy. hasn't done enough to lose that spot. And yeah. it was his to lose coming in. Again, no one's done enough to knock him out of that spot either. Like, I, I think everyone's just been fine. Like, it's not... It, no one's jumping off the pace. Like, yeah. you know, we, we call it the Tyratty Award and we joke about it and all that stuff, but... Ty Roddy earned that job that year mm-hmm. and he did a great job. There hasn't been anyone this year, like we've spoke about it numerous times, who, who deserves that award. It's probably Holloway, but he's not yeah. in this conversation, right? So it is Lavoie, unless in these next three games, Adam Ernie just turns it up a notch. But maybe he now just gets an American League deal and kind of can figure it I out. Think, I think even yeah. if he does turn on the Jets, he goes down to the American He's League. only 28. You yeah, know, he's still got a little. He's got a little bit. Like, he's got a lot left to give. I think he is an NHL player ultimately. I just don't know if the Oilers need him right now. Last year, he probably would have made the team. Nuge Lover says, "I think if Peterson wasn't already signed to a contract, the answer would be Ernie, based solely on his preseason play." Um, Dangerous Wade has a comment off the heels of our chat with Bruce, who said, "Was hoping for some swarm defense. Gotta work someday." Um, you notice I did one of the oldest broadcasting tricks out there. I said, Bruce, the people listening, explain how the Oilers will be different defensively. I'm implying that I already knew. I didn't know. No. I really needed Bruce to explain to me how the Oilers were going to look defensively next year. But that's why we have him on. He can break down things like that. And he was wearing a colored shirt. Yeah. He was dressed very sharp. Maybe we'll try that one day. Nah. No, no, no. Probably not. Hoodies and snaps. Passing my backwards hat. We didn't wear hats today. <laughs> no, that was it's big. a big occasion. I even bought some hair gel this weekend. Aaron's feeling pretty, you're behind the camera. <laughs> you're fine. Uh, Lamborghini Perlini. Skirt, skirt. Think He's it's in, him? At this point, uh, probably not. At this point, Lavoie has to be the answer. And you all seem to agree. In the poll we put up, 79% of you says Raphael, say Raphael Lavoie is going to be the team's 12th forward. That is our Sherwood Ford Giant. Off-season question of the day. If uh, if you voted Peterson or Ernie, let us know why. Yeah. There's no wrong answer in this. I mean, we're truly not going to find out for a couple more weeks. So, or one more week, I suppose. Yeah, I was going to say, we're nine days away from the start of yeah. the season, which is crazy. I don't think any I don't think any of the, the options were bad. No. Like, I think they all could be this fine. This is just the beauty of having a really good forward team. Yeah. Like, I, I would take the Oilers forward group and I put it toe-to-toe with any group in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Talk about the addition of Connor Brown. Look at their top six now. Yes. Yeah, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Kane, Brown, Hyman, Nuge. Those are six players who, I mean, maybe Brown doesn't have 70-point potential. Yeah. But Connor Brown could pop home 55, 60 points this year. Yeah. Relatively easy. He could. Evander uh, Kane, if he's healthy, will score you 30-plus goals. I just don't see another forward group that has this many potential 30-goal guys in it. Somebody asked me that over the weekend, actually. At a, I was at a Growler event. Don't know what that means. It's uh, not sexual? Not sexual. Oh, a growler. You just growl? <laughs> Is it a furry thing? <laughs> no, it's um, <laughs> someone bring... You bring a Growler. Like oh, a, a beer. A beer of Growler. But I didn't know how to buy one, so I just bought Growers. I stuck it like in. a plastic jug of Growers? 
I just no, it's yeah, like a like a two liter. Two, yeah, yeah, no, he's probably an L at the top. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, so one <laughs> of the guys funny. that was asking me, he's like, uh, so how are the Oilers going to be better when McDavid had a career, Drysdale had a career, Nuge, Hyman, the list goes on, really. Bouchard. Yeah. Well, my response was, well, Evander Kane's probably going to play a lot more. Connor Brown's going to be able to contribute. Connor Brown is better than Yamamoto. Yeah. I think we can confidently say that. Fogel is going to score on a breakaway this year. We hope. Dylan Holloway could take a step the, forward. There's a lot of pieces, and I don't disagree with what this guy was saying to me either. Of like, I get, I what, get where the fear comes from. Yeah. But the others have done a very good job of filling in other gaps in this lineup that'll then help replace Whole that. Season if it of Matthias Eichholm. Yeah, exactly. Jack Campbell shouldn't be as bad as he was last year. Yeah. There are, for every point you can make of, you know, Stuart Skinner was an all star in his rookie years, he doing that again. The opposite point is Jack Campbell should be better. Yeah. If you want to talk about new time and potentially stake, taking a step back. Impact of Connor Brown, impact of a healthy Evander Kane. Because you got to remember, even when he came back and played, he was a shell of himself. And he's back to 100% now. I Yes, yes, it's 100%. For every argument there is against the others, there's one for the others too. And that's what Holland has done a great job of doing this summer. Uh, there's one question in here I wanted to bring up, Tyler, before we move along. It was just on the blue line. It was Nuge Lover. What are the odds Ben Gleason being out Vinny Broberg and Nemo? I'll say zero. Me too. But, but it's not because Ben Gleason's been bad. Yeah. He's been pretty good. I just don't think, again, he's done enough to maybe elevate himself over then. And also, the others need to run with Broberg for a little bit here and get him going. And also, Ben Gleason's not on an NHL deal. Mm. Isn't he an American League contract? I'm pretty sure he's an American League contract. So that would rule him out of being... Well, I mean, if they liked him enough, it's very they, easy to they give could him sign him. Deal. Yeah, but I just think that's kind of the way they're going to do it. But I like Gleason. Gleason, sorry. He's only 25. Yep. Good year in the American League. He's put up some good numbers. I think... Well, he's some making 70-75. It's an NHL deal. Okay, he's an NHL deal then. Um, we'll see him this year at some point, I believe. Just as like a call-up or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, good little flyer, though, from Holland to go out and find that yeah, guy. Yeah, like it's good organizational depth. Like yeah. I, I don't even know if I necessarily have expectations that he plays a game this year just because, you know, one injury, okay, Broberg and Vinny yeah. play. Two injuries. That's true. It's Nima Linen. Three injuries, then maybe. But like, if half your blue line's getting wiped out, that's pretty intense. Is he a lefty or a righty? Lefty. Righty would have really benefited him. Yeah. Shoots left, plays the left side. I've been impressed with him, though. He's on the map. He's on the map, which is good for a guy who, again, is just kind of an afterthought contract. Yeah. There was another guy, too, I thought a decent preseason. We won't see him, but um, Alex Peters has been good. Yep. Uh, Wise Kyle is in and says Jack having a 971 save percentage with AHL guys against NHL guys has me feeling good. Yeah, I'm not going to overreact to Jack Campbell playing one good preseason game, <laughs> but I agree with you in the sense that it makes you feel good. Jack Campbell was their best player in that game. Yeah, and he was. The Oilers don't need Jack Campbell to be 971 this year. Would be nice. That'd be sick. <laughs> Jack Campbell, 970? Thoughts, Jack? Don't hate it. Don't hate it. <laughs> But Jack Campbell value contract by the end of the yeah. season. Like, holy shit. Um, but no, I, they need him to be 905. If he's 905, you got to be very happy with it. He's never going to be a $5 million goalie in all likelihood. But 905. Oh, you got the point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Thanks, Jack. Um, yeah, it, it's very encouraging. He should be better. There are a lot of signs, reasons to be encouraged by this team. So there you go. He uh, is playing tonight. He is getting the start tonight. So we'll get there. Oilers lineup for tonight, courtesy of guess who? Friend of the show, Bob Stoffer. Just call him friend of the show, right? That's easy enough to do. Um, do we have the lineup? Right here. Show the people. McDavid centering Hyman and Drysidle. Derek Ryan centering Dylan Holloway and Matthias Janmark, potentially the Oilers' fourth line on opening night. James Hamblin with Adam Ernie and Raph Lavoie. Interesting that Lavoie is getting that spot. Brad Malone with Xavier Borgo and Seth Griffith. Kulak, Cece, Gleason, and Broberg. Cam Deneen, another guy who Gleason may have to jump in terms of the injury pecking order, playing with Phil Kemp, a piece I'm still kind of excited about. Jack Campbell gets a start. That's how the Oilers line up in Seattle, according to Bob Stoffer. Do you think Hamlin should be more in the conversation than we're putting him in? No. I just think Woodcroft really likes him. I think Woodcroft likes him, but who's he jumping? I I just mean in the sense of, I don't think he's going to jump and make the team, but like, Maybe he's the only one that he, maybe it's Lavoie Hamlin. Maybe it's not Lavoie Peterson. 
Like we all think. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's yeah. a little higher up the depth yeah. chart. Sure. And they're playing him at center tonight, right? So you never know. Yeah. I, it's interesting. Yep. Inter- we did see him in the NHL last year too. So a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, let's keep cruising along on the show. We're going to have so much time to break down all of this preseason mm. stuff this year. Tomorrow, we are thinking of getting Calgary's perspective of things on the show. Going to yes. reach out to maybe one of the barn burner boys and see if they can join me. Wednesday, our pal Frank Saravalli. Thursday, our new pal Luke Gazdick. Mm. Hey. Friday, Oilers preseason roundtable. Guests to be determined. Who should we get? Drop it in the chat. Yes, let us know. Also, if there's anyone who you people can think of who'd be a good guest on the show, who do you like out there? They don't have to be Oilers. It could be anyone. Could be anyone. I, I like the idea of just talking more NHL on this show this year. Yeah, I think that's something we dove into towards the end of last season yeah. and obviously throughout the offseason. But yeah, I like talking about the NHL. I educate myself. Do you remember when I found out Marcus Granlund was on the Pittsburgh Penguins last year? Mm. Actually, not Marcus Granlund. He yeah, doesn't even he, remember. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the like, one that played on the others? Marcus Granlund. No, no, no. The Michael Granlund. Michael Granlund's not the one who played on the Oilers. No, but he is now not on Pittsburgh either. He's on San Jose. Correct. That was big. That's still learning. Look at me. There you have it. <laughs> Sergeant Battle says, I'll be a guest. Yeah. Sure. Huge Lover says, Bagged Milk. Uh, we might get Bagged Milk for the Roundtable Friday. Yeah. Hey, shout I'll out to Sergeant Battle. Yeah, he was at Century Mile Race. Yeah, diehard, and he got me into the Discord. He did. Should he I did. message the Discord and see what's up? The Discord's been a little glitchy for me recently. Really? I've, uh, I've really. I there must have been an update. I wish Lance was in the chat today so he could give me an idea. But it looks like I can't open some chats. Like someone tagged me in something the other day, and I went to read it. They're like, Liam might know, but I couldn't see the conversation that was actually occurring. So it's been a it's been a difficult one. Also, we're at sixty nine likes. Let's see if we can. Keep cranking them up. I know we hit the light goal, but let's keep going here. Whilst Tyler's trying to find, I don't understand. Nice. It. We're I one, for, don't we're get one for one with light goals this year. Let's I know. Go. I, was, I started us off kind of low. If I'm being honest, we almost hit 200 concurrents. Once we do that, then we'll know yeah. the show's back. That's true. That's when we're back. Also, we're looking to try to get 30k subs on the YouTube before the trade yes. deadline. That's our big goal. So please, li- please uh, like and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, someone said George Larock. We could probably get George on. That'd be good. That'd I be think- sick. Well, he does. Um, do you know he he does the French radio in Montreal? Mm-hmm. I heard that the other day on Gregor's show. Uh, Alex Neal says, "Get Babcock on, yeah, and we're gonna go through his phone." <laughs> How about that, Babs? Uh, someone asked if they're gonna see you at the crew game tonight. No game tonight. Okay, but I'll see you there whenever I'm there. Uh, let's get into the Betway other sports report as we head towards the end of today's show. Nineteen plus, please play responsibly. Tonight is not a, it's an okay sports night, I guess. You got Monday night football, football and you got the Oilers playing a preseason game, but there's no baseball tonight for the first time in a while because yeah. playoffs don't get going until Tuesday. Uh, but Seahawks, Giants, Seattle, minus 140 favorites in this one on the money line, two and a half points on the spread. I don't know which way I'm leaning in this one. I feel like the Seahawks should be able to win this football game, but it's in New York. I think the Giants are better than they've shown so far this yeah, year. Too. So that's kind of where I'm at. With Saquon's it. doubtful though. Yeah, that's a big that's a big blow. Not having their kind of their whole uh, offense. Yeah, their best <laughs> only offensive weapon is not great. Um, I like the over. Really, even with no Saquon, I just think Seattle uh, put up a lot of points. If you look, they have had back to back games of 37 points. But the Lions game was electric. 27 and 31. And in the first game, they allowed 30. So go over 46 and a half on Betway. I think saying? that might be a nice little slot there. Play. I'm going to go Seahawks minus two and a half. You are, hey? Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, Blue Jays taking on the Minnesota Twins tomorrow. I'll be giving my favorite prop bets of the game tomorrow. Um, but in terms of the series, the Jays, I was very surprised to see they are underdogs plus 105 to win this best of three against Minnesota. I think they can get it done. I'm obviously buying into the Jays because I'm a diehard Toronto Blue Jays fan, but like I think this is a team and it happens every year in baseball. Last year, the Philadelphia Phillies barely got in and what did they do? They rode two electric starting pitchers Mm -hmm. and an offense that just happened to get hot at the right time. They rode that to the World Series. The Atlanta Braves were an 88-win team one year, went on to win the World Series and what did they do? Ride a couple of hot starting pitchers, you have a good bullpen and your offense... It happens in baseball time. Offenses just click and get hot for two weeks. Yeah. Lightning in a bottle. This Jays offense is very capable of being that kind of a group. 
You're even starting to see it with guys like Chapman heating up. Dalton Varsha was heating up towards the end of the year. Bo and Vlad each had OPSs above 1,000 to end the season in the last seven days. And then there's not really that many arms in the playoffs better than Kevin Gosman. There's not many arms in the playoffs pitching better right now than Chris Bassett. Jose Barrios revenge series. All of it's lining up in a way that I just look and go, the Jays can very easily win this series. It's going to be uh, cold in Minnesota, no? Uh, no. They, Google Minnesota weather right now. Do they play in a dome? No, they don't. They play outside. But it's like unreal, unseasonably warm in Minnesota. It was 31 30, Celsius. 30 degrees today. What? Hot. It's like hot in Minnesota. <laughs> what, when do they play? Shout out global warming, giving the Jays a better chance of winning this series. Never heard of it. When's, uh, when's the first it's game? It's 30 degrees Sorry, in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> when's the first game? Tomorrow. tomorrow. 2.30. Oh so, oh, so 30 degrees tomorrow. Yeah. 19 and then 17. What time is the game tomorrow? 2.30. Yeah, okay. PM. PM. <laughs> Thank 430. you, 4.30 Eastern, 2.30 Mountain. 3.30 Central. Um, should be a lot of Jays fans in attendance too because Minnesota's nice and close to the border. It is, yeah. Playoff baseball is one of the best, best. times. We're about to hit the best time of the year. And all four teams. The sports equinox where you get all four major sports at once. So good. It's the best. And our friends at Betway got you covered on all of it. If you want to dig into the betting side of things, 19 plus, please play responsibly. Shout out to Betway and the other sports report. We'll keep that going throughout the year. One of the many popular segments. <laughs> Including this final one. one of my, oh, I, this is my favorite one. Yeah, I've this is one that we have uh we vouched for over the summer. Yeah. The Alberta Blue Cross favorite memory of the show. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance protects your memories and more wherever your travel takes you. Maybe it even takes you on one of the two nation vacations from this year. First one in Seattle, five weeks from now. Cannot oh, believe it's five, five weeks, weeks from now. It's getting tight. Wowza. The second one, we're going to Arizona. Haven't officially announced it yet. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information on how Alberta Blue Cross can help you protect your travel memories. Liam, your favorite memory of the show today. Uh, my favorite memory of the show today, Tyler, was seeing our friend Bruce Kerlock, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll take the bunt on that one. <laughs> that was a good one. I, we're going to have Bruce. I think like every two weeks we should have Bruce this well, year. I had him on my calendar. Um, for October 13th, which is a home opener for the biggest four condos. So that's a good idea. A good, good time. To kick and that'll off. be, that's like an off day too. Cause they have two days. The Oilers that is have two days off in between games. That's right. Um, also, do you, can you do it without dropping? Do you want to show people our new addition? To yeah. The studio? It's hard to see it from this, this is, angle. This, speaking oh, there you of go, yeah. good memories. I, I grabbed that so awkwardly. You grabbed that the worst possible way. It's me and Devin score who I will be seeing in Seattle and I'll be sleepless until I get there. Best buds. Look at you two. Oh, Liam's yeah. face in that photo is like the happiest he looks he's ever been. I miss him. And it goes right next to the picture of me, <laughs> very grainy, drinking a beer. Careful. I'm Pumping it up, though. Perfect. There we go. The set's coming together. New studio vibes. Ty, what was your favorite memory? My favorite memory of the show. Hmm. I thought the lead was really good, even though no one heard it. <laughs> that's one of those memories that only yeah. I know because yeah. we have tech issues. So the lead was my favorite memory. That's for us. What I, was yours, Aaron? I think I'm going to say it was one of the times that we said the word electric, oh, like yes. 18 times today. We hit the over. We hit the over on that. We and, actually said electric more times than the NFL show Taylor Swift. That, that's yeah, what was bar. the number? What that's was 17? Yeah, 17. I counted. All right. A big <laughs> shout out to our friends at Alberta Blue Cross, Betway, Star Mechanical, Sherwood Ford the Giant, Greta, season opening party, tickets available, nationgear.ca. Do you want to, and again, I will read the ad verbatim. Do you want a chance to win tickets to a very big hockey event coming up at the end of October? Wink. Maybe you should come to the season opening party. Unfinished business is the theme this year. Did, uh, <laughs> did you see Canucks Army's theme? No. Let's do our best. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. And also, I know some people don't listen if you're in Edmonton, but we have Greta deals now in Calgary and Vancouver as Mm -hmm. well, across the country. So if you Mm want to partake in season opening kickoff parties, that's where you do it. Yeah, we're worldwide. Coast to coast, except not. 
like the coast Kaya. of the coast of Pigeon Lake <laughs> yeah. to the coast. <laughs> coast it's nice because yeah. the the Vancouver Greta is doing like different deals than the yeah. Calgary one, and we're doing different. I think hot dogs are on special for ours. I did see oh, that two dollar really? hot dogs. I believe. Oh, dogs. that is sick. Imagine if it was a cheeseburger. Did my first cheeseburger reveal the weekend. That's exciting. Yeah, three stars. And you moved. And I moved. Yeah, it was, was a big that? weekend. You had a big weekend, and we went to Century Mile. Yeah, we did. We did. Yep. And yesterday I went to IKEA. And I golfed. Well, some, a, of us have, some of us don't have the luxury of spare time, Tyler. <laughs> uh, you know what feels good? You know what feels good to say, Liam? We're going to be back tomorrow Damn. at noon Mountain Time yes, with another are. edition of the show. Live from the Sports Closet Studio, we're going to talk to our provincial rivals down in Calgary and more. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 1 of Oilers Nation Every Day. Chat with you again tomorrow. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.